Good morning. Welcome to Triad Baptist Church. We're glad that you are with us today. Uh, we returned from our missions trip to Spain last night. Some groups got in a little earlier than other groups. We were all planning on landing about 5 or 6 p.m. last night, uh, but my group landed at 6 p.m. Kyle, you're here today, man. You are, you are the real deal. Kyle's group landed in Greensboro last night at 11 p.m. or so, and so we took a group of 18 to Spain, two separate directions. I'm going to talk about that a little bit this morning, um, and we're glad that you're here today. If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 1. That's where we'll be in just a few moments, Philippians 1. I'll make a couple of announcements. If you're visiting, we're glad that you're with us today. We hope that you'll come back and be with us again. We've got our 4th of July picnic is tonight. That's at 6.30, rain, shine, windy, or calm. We're having it, and we want you to come. We're going to have a good time. Bring your chairs. If you want to bring a tent to set up, uh, you can do that as well. We're going to have a good time. Inflatables for the kids, uh, barbecue, uh, come at 6.30 tonight. We'd love to have you for that. Uh, I get to wear a lot of hats at Triad, but one of them that I didn't seek out back in 2019 was missions. And I'm the missions pastor here among Connect Groups and a couple other things. Uh, but I love missionaries. Triad Baptist Church currently supports 73 missionaries. That's foreign, domestic organizations. We support 73 missionaries in just over 30 countries. And our goal is to do two missions trips a year. Uh, I thought that would be really fun when I set out to do missions trips. Is Yeah, we'll do one every six months. That'll be a good thing. And we did a missions trip. Uh, we just got back from Spain last night, and our next group leaves for Colorado in three weeks. And that is poor timing on my part to do two trips like that back-to-back. -back. But we took 18 to Spain, we're taking 15 to Colorado, and we're excited about that. And if you've never been on a missions trip, we would love to take you with us. Um, I've been on a handful of them now. Uh, I'm going to talk about this one this morning. On Sunday, October 2nd, if you mark your calendars for that, that's our Missions Emphasis Sunday. We have a special missionary speaker. We'll have other missionaries come and present in adult Bible classes. But on that Sunday, we'll announce where we're going on our trips in 2023. So if you've never been on a trip with us and you would be interested in coming, we would enjoy taking you with us. We had a blast on this trip. I'll share more about that today. Um, I love missions and I love missionaries. I want to give you a couple ways that you can get involved in the missions program at Triad. Really, we're going to highlight missions quite a bit today, but there's four things you can do. One is you can give, and a lot of you do. We have a special tab of giving online that you can give directly to missions. You can give toward missions. Uh, you can pray for missionaries. Uh, we try to send out every prayer letter we get at the church. At the church, we send it out, excuse me, to the, in the email thread that goes out every day, and there's a letter on there. You can read that. Uh, the connector hallway, you can connect with our missionaries. Upstairs, we have a missions hallway with missionary cards, and you can come and get one of those, reach out to a missionary, connect with them. Uh, you can pray, you can give, you can connect, but I'll tell you what, the number one investment you can have in a missionary is to go validate their work and see what they're doing in another country. We went to Togo last year, and I had a missionary tell me, we have been here with our family of four for 10 years, and we have never had a sending church or a supporting church ever come and see us until Triad brought a group. And I was honored to do that. We love doing that, and we want to validate missionaries. I'm telling you, they appreciate your prayer. They appreciate your connection. They appreciate our finances. But nothing is a shot in the arm to a missionary like going and seeing their work 
and validating what they do. So if you're interested in going on a trip, stay tuned in October. We're going to let you know where we're going next year. We'd love to take you with us. If there are any here today that got a shirt like this, you don't have to be wearing it today, but you got a shirt. You went with us to Spain. My team, Kyle's team, if you could just stand just for a minute. I want people to see who the real ones that were out late traveling yesterday and last night. Yes, yes, yes. We see them. Give these a hand. They did a good job this week, and they're here again today. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. If you're on Kyle's team, you get bonus points in heaven for being here today. Uh, Thank you guys for being here. Your notes, if you got notes, it's probably a blank page if they even printed notes this week because when the deadline came, I didn't know what I was going to talk about today. And so I wrote a sermon. Pastor Rob asked me to write a sermon and preach to you and do a recap of the Spain trip all in one service. And I did it on the plane yesterday. I had six and a half hours on one flight. So that's what you're getting today. And if it's no good and you say, Jason, this one stunk, I'm already just excusing it right now. So you'll know that's why. I wrote it wrote it a couple hours ago, and I just preached it a few minutes ago. So hopefully it'll be better this time around. But I want to speak to you today on this topic, more of the same, more of the same. If you found your place in Philippians 1, go ahead and stand with me as we read God's Word. We're going to read the last few verses of Philippians 1 as Paul writes and shares with us, and we'll share it here this morning. Philippians chapter 1, begin reading in verse number 27. Paul says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God, for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Father, we love you. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful to live in the greatest country on the face of the earth today. God, we're, we're thankful. We're grateful for that. I do pray that you would meet with us this morning with the words that are said, the stories that are shared, and Lord, that we would continue the work here that you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Some people have a weird sense of humor. You know some of these people. Um, I don't think I have a weird sense of humor because everything that I think is funny is just funny. And if you don't think it's funny, then I think you have a weird sense of humor. But our our senses of humors are uniquely tied to who we are uh, as people. Uh, I'll see a meme Uh, And I'll share it with someone because I I think it's hilarious and I think this needs to be propagated and passed along. And and sometimes people will respond and say, you know, LOL, or they'll send a laughing, crying emoji or whatever. And sometimes they just don't respond at all. And I realize, well, they didn't think that was funny because their humor is weird. Their humor is different. So I'm going to share some memes with you this morning that I think are funny. And if you think they're funny, then we have similar senses of humor. And if you don't think they're funny, then your personality is weird, okay? So I'm going to I'm going to share a couple of these with you this morning from the Babylon Bee. Wife heads to Target to get some things for next year's rummage sale. Now, that hits me deep because any man who's ever paid a Target bill knows that this is, this is a big deal. Go to the next one. Uh, Biden administration announces student loan forgiveness will be paid in Kohl's cash. That's funny. I don't care who you voted for, okay? It doesn't matter. I'm going to be bipartisan today. Show the next one. Trump, Donald Trump to share all 278,000 tweets everyone missed while he was gone. I'm glad that he did that. Next one. Homeschoolers relieved that now everyone is just as socially awkward as they are. Now listen, 
This came out in COVID, and I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was too much. So I, one more. New evidence suggests that Cain's rejected offering was actually kale. Now, I think there's some validity to that one. I think I've got one more. Uh, no, two more. I can take care of the kids on my own, says dads, while feeding kids handfuls of shredded cheese for lunch. I've been there more times than I'd like to admit. Last one. Husband does his part to get his family ready for church by shouting, kids, it's time to get ready for church. That one hits me deep on a Sunday, okay? Um, if you didn't think all those were funny, that's okay. We have other services here. There are other churches in town. I'm very sorry that you wasted your time this morning. A couple weeks ago, I, I told this story because I had something funny in town that happened to me, and I, I, thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, I would have given this like a 6. And so I came back to the office because it had just happened, and I told Jeremy, and Jeremy thought it was hilarious. He thought he would have probably ranked it like a 9. And I thought, wow, well, this is, that's funnier than, than I thought it would be. And I, I told it to somebody else. And they were like, oh, wow, that is really funny. And they, they kind of felt, they kind of laughed like it was an eight or nine. I got home and I told my wife and she was like, is that it? Is that it? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean is that it? Yeah, that was, that was funny. She's like, that was like a two. And I'm thinking, okay, well, wait a second, hold on. Uh, so not every joke that you have is, is going to hit. Not every joke is going to miss. Certain things resonate and other things don't. There were things I showed in there that made you uncomfortable, probably, especially the political ones. It kind of made you like a little on edge, like, where's he going with this, you know? This is a sermon. Rob cannot let this guy preach anymore. That's probably what some of you thought. Others of you were like, ow, that, that hits me deep. Like you guys trying to get your kids ready for church or feeding them shredded cheese on your way out the house. You know, there are things that, that resonate and some things that don't. And when you're in a foreign country, there are things that resonate and there are things that don't. Um, Kyle had the opportunity to preach on a Sunday in the Lagronio church. And the, the one tidbit that they said was, make sure if you share any sports illustrations, don't talk about baseball. And I thought, man, that stinks because I, I love baseball and I follow baseball. But baseball doesn't really resonate in Spain. So there are things that, things that work and things that don't. And there are things that resonate and things that don't. Um, in the verses that we just read that Paul gives to us in Philippians 1, it resonates with everyone because all of us experience these things at a certain level in our lives, in our marriages, in our families, in our ministries, and in our communities. Certain things resonate uh, with us, some of them don't, but in the verses we just read, all of this tends to resonate. Look again at verse number 27, and we'll get into the outline today. Paul says, only, met your, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or else be absent... I may hear that you are doing four things here, that you're standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. We went to Spain this last week, and we took a group of 18, and I could not get um, a group package with 18 people. So I booked nine to go to Spain, and then I booked nine more on a separate itinerary to go to Spain. And Kyle's group went from Greensboro to Philly to Madrid. And my group went from Greensboro to JFK to transfer to LaGuardia, then to Madrid. And what's crazy is we left within an hour of each other, and we got to Madrid within an hour of each other. And we had two separate groups that made it all the way to Spain. Uh, we saw two cities, we saw two churches, we saw two works led by two missionary teams. And if you were to ask me, what did you learn while you were there, and how would you compare it for someone like me who wasn't there? I'm going to give you three points to the outline today. Um, and share some photos and some of the things we did on our trip. Three points. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one is this. The struggle is the same. The struggle is the same. 
Paul said it in verse number 30. He talked about the very same conflict. We're engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. The struggle is the same. This past week, I completed my seventh missions trip. Spain was my tenth country that I've had the opportunity to go on a missions trip and see. And all of them, uh, in every foreign church I've ever been in, I've noticed the struggle is the same. Uh, People struggle to be faithful to church in other countries. They struggle here. We struggle here. People struggle to be faithful to their spouse and their family in other parts of the world, and we we have the same struggle here and at home in America. Uh, People struggle being willing to commit or get involved or wanting to grow or wanting to be stretched. Connect groups are like this. I've been in six different connect groups since I've been a member here at Triad, and I've probably been in connect group with like 85 to 90 different people. And a lot of you in this room, I've been in a connect group with at some level at some point. And every connect group, they're different, and they're run by different people, and they're at different homes, and they're, they're doing different things, but all of them are by and large the same. You've got people in a connect group that love to talk, like they don't shut up, like they don't let anyone else speak, like they love to talk. And then you've got other people who don't ever say anything. They don't want to say anything. And then you got some that say too much and they go too deep. And then you got some that get something out of Rob's sermon that I didn't get out of the sermon. And the Holy Spirit didn't speak to me that way, but I like what he said to you. And I'm glad that he shared that with you. And then other people will bend the thought and bring it full circle to talk about something that they wanted to talk about. You know, you have this in your groups. I mean, this, all the groups are the same. And so we, we have differences and we have things that are same, but by and large, the struggle is the same. Um, show the next photo. This is our group. This is a team photo of all 18 of us in the airport in Madrid once we got there. We went separate directions. We arrived at the same location. We got there Friday morning. Some people didn't sleep at all on the plane. Some people slept the entire trip because every time I walked to the restroom, they were still sleeping with their mouths open. It was crazy, but I, some people slept the whole time. Some people slept a little bit here and there. This is our group that made it um, 4,000 miles or so to Spain. But the churches there are the same. The struggle is the same. Last Sunday, we were in Madrid, and you're not going to believe what happened there. This was, this was funny because it happens here and it happened there. So we're, we're there um, singing in Spanish, and it's like, vamos a cantar en español. So we start, we start singing, and we start singing these songs, and they're, they're in Spanish. Like, this is a church just like ours, and they're standing, and they're singing, and the words are on the screen just like ours, but it's in Spanish. Well, I don't know Spanish, okay? Like, I know a couple phrases here and there. I can ask for the baño like most of you, but that's about it. You know, my extent of Spanish is not very good. And so we're singing in Spanish. We're trying our best. I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm reading the lines, and the tune is familiar, but the words are not. So I'm just, you know, I'm singing out the lines, and then we get to the end of what's on the screen, and then they sing the next page, and the people in the church continue to sing, but there's no words on the screen because it's still stuck on the last screen. And the pastor up front, as soon as that happens, goes like this. You know, turns around and looks at the sound booth, and it's like, wow, that happens here? That's funny because that happens at our church sometimes. Not you guys. You've done a great job today, by the way. But it happens here. It happens there. Because everywhere you go, the struggle's the same. Uh, you're going to have things go wrong. You're going to have problems. Uh, they're dealing with the same things in other places that we're dealing with here. They have the same struggles. They have sickness. Uh, they have people that are still scared to go into large public gatherings or go back to church. They're scared to do that. We have people like that here. Um, the pastor said to me, half of our church, last Sunday, he said half of our church is out sick today, um, and half of them, some haven't even come back since COVID. And I said, yeah, same. We've had people not come back since COVID too. 
And uh, I told him, I said, I don't know if they left the church, left the faith, or left this world. I have no idea what happened to some of the people that I haven't seen in two and a half years. Uh, but they're dealing with the same stuff there as they are here. I, I heard of relationship failure. It's happening over there. It's happening here. Um, issues with uh, kids, foster kids, grandkids, financial hard times, terminal illness, and death. I've never experienced more opposition to planning a missions trip as I did to the one that we just got back from. Uh, back in January, Jonathan Romaine's brother um, went into kidney failure, and they had to send him to a hospice unit. That happened in January. As Keith and Jonathan Romaine and I are planning this trip, um, something terrible happens with Jonathan's brother, and he's in hospice care. The next photo is one of me and Keith. We're here at the, um, the Bullfight Arena there in Madrid. We got to go to one of those while we were there. I think it was January or February, Keith's mother uh, took a fall. She was living in uh, Pennsylvania. She took a fall, and um, her health continued to decline after that. And he came from Spain to the States to be with her, and she actually passed away a few, few months ago. Um, in April, uh, Ian Romaine, seven years old, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. This is a photo that I took from the fall when Desiree and I were there planning this trip. This is with the Romaine family. Ian's right there in the blue shirt in the middle. This picture we were actually celebrating back in the fall, his seventh birthday, he just turned seven years old. And uh, Jonathan told me, he said, we're going we're gonna to celebrate Ian's birthday today and we're going to have his favorite meal. And I said, well, that's exciting. Is it, is it Domino's pizza? You know, what's, what's his favorite meal? He said, no, it's not pizza. It's actually uh, his favorite thing to eat is snails in meat sauce over white rice. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. I got some protein bars that I brought with me. It's pretty typical that I do that. I'm okay. He says, no, you have to try it. You have to try the snails. And we, we did. We both, remember, we tried it. We tried the snails and meat sauce, and I was able to uh, fill up on the white rice that they had there. But that's, that's what they did. But Ian is seven years old, and just in April, he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. And the entire Romaine family, as they're in the midst of planning our trip and working with us, they leave Spain to go to Cincinnati, which is where they still are today. Um, and Ian had to go through 30 treatments of radiation. He's just finished that, and he's still fighting. Um, but this was the opposition our trip with Keith's mom and with Jonathan's brother and then with Ian. And you just, you just felt as we're planning this trip, I, I had several times where I'm thinking, is this going to happen? Does God want us in Spain? Uh, what, is the, what is the struggle here? But we realize the struggle is the same. The churches in Spain need the Holy Spirit of God just like the churches here. Um, the next picture is of a church in Spain. This is a church that is a Catholic church because most all of them are. This is in Logroño and these two towers. One is representative of Peter and the other of Paul. But it's a very spiritually dark society for a first world country. You would not think that with a first world country, um, but they are. They're very spiritually dark. What is uh, most disappointing in something like this is it's one thing to be lost and to know that you're lost. But in this culture, they're lost and they truly believe that they have a relationship with God because of the works that they're doing and because they were baptized as infants. Um, this cathedral is one of probably 30 photos that I could have shared with you, but I, I shared this one. This is the main cathedral church that is across from the palace. So if you were to go to downtown Madrid, you would see the palace where the prince and princess, when they were married, were living in the palace, and they walked through the courtyard to the church. And this is where the church is. This is one of the main Catholic churches there in Madrid. Super beautiful, just amazing amenities, the things that are there, the history with that, but they're lost and they truly believe that they're saved. This next photo 
um, is when you walk in, there are several places if, in this cathedral where you see these electric candles. And if you see, you can put Euro coins in here. And when you put Euro coins in, a little light will light up. And that is a means of penance, whether you're paying that for yourself or for some other dead relative, this is what you can do. Six people already on this day had been there before this photo um, and had already put money in as a means of paying penance uh, to justify the works, the sinful works that they had done as a means of salvation. So this is why Paul, in verse 30, draws a bridge of commonality between his ministry and the ministry of this Philippian church and also what other churches were facing and were going through. Um, they're not all that different. He says, be worthy. We're already worthy because Jesus, but sometimes we just don't live like it. Number one, if you're taking notes, the struggle is the same. But number two, the striving is the same. The striving is the same. Look at what he says again in verse 27. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you, which is what we did last week in Spain, or else be absent, uh, which is what you were able to do, you, you weren't able to go, that I may hear that you are standing firm with one spirit and one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Those four things are important because he says, I want you to stand firm. I want you to do it with one spirit. I want you to do it with one mind. And I want you to strive together or, or, or do it side by side, laboring together with one another. I want to talk about these four things just for a minute. Standing firm is their position. That's their position. Um, before a missionary can ever become supported financially by Triad Baptist Church, they have to go through a certain process. And so I'll be transparent and tell you what that process is. The first step is they have to fill out an application for financial support. We have that on our website, or I could send it to them. So it doesn't matter. If, um, if there's some um, amazing missionary that everybody's heard of that wants support, he's got to fill out the application. If it's some guy that no one's ever heard of, he's got to fill out the application. If my son decides to be a missionary someday and wants support from this church, he has to fill out the application. That's the way we do it for everybody. You would be amazed at how many people are missionaries, and they reach out and say, we would like to schedule for Triad to support us and take us on as missionaries. And I say, that would be great. Here's the application. And they never fill it out. Like, it's crazy. It'll take 20 minutes, and they, they, never, they never fill it out. And I'm thinking, there is a zero chance that we can support you if you do not fill out our application, but they don't do it. And so they fill out the application, and I get those. We probably get eight to 10 applicants a quarter. And I print out the applications, and I give them to our missions committee. And we've got, I think, 10 people right now on our missions committee, and they, they get all those applicants. And um, Ben Gardner, he's on our missions committee. I'll give Ben. I say, here's your 10 applicants. Give me your top three. And then Ben will individually read through all the applicants and say, here's my top three. And all 10 of the people on our committee say, here's my top three. Here's my top three. Here's my top three. And then cumulatively, we find who the consensus top three are. And then we invite them to come and present at our church. But before that can ever happen, they have to fill out the application. And on the application, there is a specific part that says, I agree with Triad Baptist Church's doctrinal statement and philosophy because we don't want to take someone on for support and give them our missions dollars and send them to another country and they're preaching some other gospel. We want to make sure that they have the same position there as we have here because position is important. One of the, one of the positive aspects of having two groups going two separate ways to minister to two separate churches is there's only nine in each group. If we would have taken 18 altogether, we would have had some people serving and some people standing around. But when you only have nine, like you got to make it work with nine. It's like, so what, what's your job going to be? 
I don't know, but everybody's going to have a job, and most of us are going to have multiple jobs. Show this next photo. These are some of the pirates that we had. Um, don't they look great? This is, this is one of our pirate teams. We did a pirate theme, and this is with Kyle's team, Kyle and Suzanne and Mary and Enoch. Enoch is a very tall pirate. Um, looks very intimidating there. Kyle looks pretty intimidating too. Uh, Mary scares me to death right there, honestly. Too. But this is one of our teams that everybody was a pirate. And so when I got there, we're all divvying out roles. Kyle, were you the captain on your team? I think he was. I was too. And I remember thinking, okay, I... Um, uh, this is for you guys, okay? I want, I want you guys to, to make sure you're doing stuff. It's like, well, we need, a, we need another pirate. And my first thought was, I don't want to be a pirate. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a pirate, but I had to be a pirate. And so there's, I don't have a photo here of it, but Kyle was a pirate. We had all these pirates, and we're going around doing stuff that's uncomfortable, that we would not do in here. Like, if we were to do one of our pirate skits in here, Kyle, did, could you imagine doing one of our pirate? It would be kind of fun and embarrassing all at the same time. But if we were to do a pirate skit in here, it wouldn't translate very well. You would think, what is wrong with you guys went to a foreign country and did this, but the kids loved it. Go to the next slide. Um, these are puppets. I don't like puppets, personally. I think they're creepy and scary, and if you've ever seen a ventriloquist, I think people like that are just clinically weird, but that's what they, this is what we did here. They're pirates. What's the next photo? Um, yeah, here's some more pirates. Eddie and Kim and Tasha were pirates. You know what's crazy is kids love pirates. Like, if I were to try and do a pirate show in here today with puppets, you would, you would try to have me admitted, like straight up. You would be like, this guy's lost it. He's flipped. He doesn't get to preach here anymore. This is just what we're going to have to do. But kids love puppets. And it's crazy because when these puppets came out and these little guys came out like looking at kids and talking, it was like they came alive. And that's what we did. What we did in, um, in Spain is we did a, it's basically a VBS, but we called it English camp because these kids are predominantly Spanish speakers trying to learn English. So we would teach them English words like Jesus and the gospel and the Bible. And we, we went over our English camp all week. Kyle's group came in and we were in Madrid first. They were in Logroño and we did half of an English camp. And then midway through the week, we switched locations and we took over in Logroño and they took over in Madrid. And we were able to see two churches and two works and two missionary teams and two regions of kids reached as a result of our efforts going separate directions. Here's another picture of pirates. This, um, this is Jude who grew a mustache while we were there. You may not can tell, but this is actually fake. It's not real. Um, some of you didn't think that was funny. That's okay. You have a weird sense of humor. These are some of the crafts. We took uh, a lot of craft stuff in huge suitcases that we took and did crafts with the kids. But the point with this is everybody had a responsibility. Everybody had a role. The next photo is Suzanne sharing one of the English lessons with the kids. Everybody had a role. Everybody had something that they had to do because position is important. One of the things we told our teams was la posición es muy importante. Some of you get that, but it, your position is very important. You have to do your role. No one else can be that pirate the way that you can be that pirate. Nobody else can be the puppets the way you can be the puppets. Nobody else can lead songs the way you can sing the songs. Everyone had a position, and with both groups, everybody owned it. He says, I want to see that you're standing firm. That was their position. Then he says, I want to make sure you're doing it with one spirit. That was their power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Standing firm in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the point. You can do it on your own. You can do it on your own. And you will be able to succeed for a time. But long term, you can't be successful because it's not sustainable. You're going to fail. You're going to lack energy. You're going to forget what you're doing. You're going to run out of ideas. You're going to run out of everything. 
That's why prayer is so important. The next couple of photos was our groups praying before VBS. We would practice and we would plan and we would prepare. But then right before the kids showed up, it's like, hey, we've done everything we know to do. It's time for us to pray and get God's blessing over what we're going to do on this VBS today. The next photo, yeah, just praying, just standing around, praying, asking for the Holy Spirit. I think there's, this is the photo in Lagronio. They're in a storefront, but second level, um, like in a downtown type area, beautiful location. But every group, every day, we began everything we did with prayer, because if it's not for the Holy Spirit of God, nothing's going to be accomplished. William Carey is considered the father of modern missions, and he said, prayer does not equip us for the greater work. It is the greater work. He says, I want you to be standing firm. That's your position. With one spirit, that's their power. And then he says, with one mind. That's their purpose. That's what they ultimately purposed to accomplish in these churches. The purpose of concept of one mind is that they're working together toward the same purpose, reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, This next picture is um, a team leading songs. Um, When I sing, I just, I sing. That's it. I don't like to do a lot of hand motions. I don't like to, to be crazy, but kids love big hand motions. So you see the teams there. They did their big hand motions, and they did their serving, and this is what they did. They had the same purpose. They're on the same page. They know that it's not about any of us individually, but rather it's about all of us collectively. Standing firm is their position. Standing with one spirit is their power, and with one mind is their purpose. And then he says, striving together side by side. That's their posture. Look at the next photo. This is Kyle's team serving, and if you can see here, uh, there's, there's people wearing our Serving in Spain shirts, and then there's the Hudaks, and then there's other people mixed in that we didn't bring. They were already there serving. It was their church, it was their ministry for their purpose, and we just came alongside to strive together with them side by side, just linking arms together to try and accomplish the same purpose, which is seeing the gospel go forward in these two communities in Madrid and Lagronio. Have you ever known of a church that had the same stand as you, position, they drew strength from the same power as you, the Holy Spirit, and they were trying to fulfill the same purpose as you, which is reach people, but they went about it in a totally different way as you do? You ever had that happen? There are churches in our area that are like that. They're gospel-preaching churches, and doctrinally, philosophically, they're probably on the same page as us, and they're drawing on the Holy Spirit for power, and they're trying to accomplish the same thing, but they're going about it in a totally different way as us. Do you know why that is? It's because they have a different posture as us. It doesn't mean that they're right and we're wrong or that we're right and they're wrong. It's just that things are different. Um, How is that possible? Different postures. Look again at verse number one. I want you to see this term that Paul says in verse 27. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind. And then he says, striving side by side. That's how the ESV translates it, is striving side by side. The King James says, striving together. In English, we make it two or three or four or five words. But in the original Greek, it's one word that means striving together or striving side by side, and it's the Greek word sunatleo. It's only used twice in the New Testament, and both times it's in the book of Philippians. But he says sunatleo. Verse 27, it's used as a present active participle, which it means that, that something active is being done. There's an activity that is being done. Uh, in addition, it's used in the masculine plural. And a masculine plural means two things. A man is initiating this, 
and plural, it involves at least two people, sometimes more. So whatever is being done, the man initiates it. It's plural. It takes two. It's a, they're doing it together. Now turn over a page to Philippians 4. I want you to see this. In Philippians 4, Paul uses the exact same Greek word, and it's translated again for us. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord my beloved. And then he entreats us. I, I entreat Judea and Syntyche to agree to the Lord. Now, he uses this word in reference to these two people who were known in this church to be women. And so what we learn here is uh, this word sunathleo has to do with the gospel, but it involves action. It takes two people. It can involve men and women. So Paul is speaking directly about relationships here. He says, I want you to strive together for the faith of the gospel. I want you to strive and stand side by side. Jude, can you come up here for a second? Can you help me with something? I thought about asking you beforehand, but then I knew you would either say no or it would make you nervous to come up here. So if you don't mind, I got to know Jude really well on this trip. He did shave his mustache since he got back, and I'm glad to see that. But Jude uh, did a great job. He and Noah were the guys that were the teen guys that were in my group. And uh, Jude, come up here just for a minute um, and just stand right here. I want to demonstrate kind of what, what it means to strive together and strive against. Have you ever played Mercy? It's old school. I haven't played either. So here's what I want you to do is stand kind of this way, put your hands out, and then we're going to interlock our fingers. And I want you, to, want you to push a little bit. Push a little bit harder. Oh, yeah, right there, right there. This is an image of what it would be like to strive against someone. Do you see, that? Do you see what we're doing here? We are, we are antagonizing one another. Push a little bit harder. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right there. So we're pushing. We're striving against one another. Because I have, a, I have a purpose of what I want to accomplish, and his purpose is different from mine. And how many times have you seen this posture represented in churches, right? You've seen this posture represented in your marriage. All of you have, unless you're not married. Uh, all of you have seen this with your kids. You've seen it with your foster kids, your stepkids, your grandkids, any, any small people in your house. You've done this before. Don't look at me like you haven't. Striving against. We do this in our churches. We do this politically. We do this religiously. We do this with churches that we're like doctrinally on the same page with, right? We, we strive against each other. And our whole lives, if we're not careful, can be lived doing this. And so what Paul says is, Sunath Leo, I want you to strive together and I want you to do so side by side. So what God wants us to do is instead of this way, he wants us to turn this way. Did you hear that? Did the mic pick that up? And he wants us to put our hands out. Very good. And he wants us to strive together, side by side, pushing against the same thing for the same thing for the common purpose and the common goal. We get so tied up in our lives, and if you're not careful, you will live your entire life doing this and pushing and straining and striving and struggling and fighting against something that's not your enemy or someone that's not against you. And so what Paul says here is, Sunath Leo, I want you to strive together, side by side, against the same thing, pushing toward the same thing, for the sake of the gospel. That's what I want you to do. You can have a seat. You did a great job. Just like in the Pirates. It would have been better with your... Thanks. Good job. Paul says, I, I, I want you to understand, Sunath Leo, it, it's, it's striving together, but it's side by side. If Kyle's team doesn't go to Logroño day one and just decides, hey, you guys are staying in Madrid, we're tired. We don't want to drive four hours to Logroño. 
we would have not sunoth laoed. There is no striving together. We would have been striving against each other the whole time. But because everyone realized it's not about me, it's about not what we can do individually, but what we can all do collectively, we can see maximum effort. I'll tell you, it was a drag for me to send nine people on a missions trip in the same country as me. I have no idea what they did. Mary, I have no idea some of the stuff that you guys did. There are inside jokes that your group has that they could tell, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. And they were on the same trip as me, but I had to sacrifice that. I took teenagers that are in Kyle's youth group with me, and I have inside jokes with them. They're not funny. You didn't miss anything. But he had to sacrifice that. Why? For the greater purpose of striving together for the sake of the gospel. You can strive against, and you will spin your wheels and live your whole life doing it that way. And you will become frustrated. You can do it in your marriage. You can do it with your kids. You can do it with your in-laws. You can do it with your family. You can do it in your church. You can do it in your connect group. Or you can stand side by side and strive together for the sake of the gospel. Paul is directly speaking here about relationships. I don't mind working hard, but it's easier when I've got company and people doing with me. These are my people. These are the ones we took to Spain. These are the ones who did the work. Some spoke English, some spoke Spanish, some really talented people could do both. We, we met a lot of people on the Madrid team that could do both. Same position, same power, same purpose, and with the same posture. Point number three, and I'm about done. Number one, the struggle is the same. Number two, the striving is the same. And number three, the strength is the same. The strength is the same. Look at verse 27. He says, for the sake of the gospel. He says, for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28, not frightened in anything. Also verse 28, salvation is from God. Verse 29, we suffer for his sake. Do you see the common denominator there? The struggle is the same and the striving is the same because the strength is the same. We have access to the same strength as Paul did. I know we like to elevate Paul as like the greatest Christian of the New Testament and forgiving us most of it. We like to elevate Paul, but Paul was just a guy. In fact, he was like the worst of the worst before he came to know Christ. Paul was just a man. And the same access that Paul had to the power and strength of the Holy Spirit of God, you also have access to. You don't have to go through me. You don't have to go through Rob. You don't have to fill out a formal request. You, as a follower of Jesus, have direct access to the throne of God because of your relationship with Jesus. You and God were, were separated. You were alienated. You were enemies. But because of Jesus, you have direct access to him. You have the power to the, have the same strength as the Apostle Paul did. The negative was that our groups were separated all week. Two separate teams going two separate directions. But a positive was that everybody had a job. Everybody had a role. Everybody came out of their shell to accomplish something bigger than them. Synergy, synergy, synergy and, and, and together as a team. That's how we were able to do it. And the result was we were able to do English camp in two works led by two foreign missionary teams in two foreign cities for an entire week. This next photo is the relationships that were made. I, I was the photographer for my team, and I took about 200 photos. I thought I was doing a good job. And I said, who is the photographer in your team? And they said, it's Julaine. And I said, Julaine, um, do you want me to send you some of my pictures, or do you want to send me some of yours? And she said, it would be better if you send me yours. And I said, well, I took like 
I took like 130 pictures. You sure? And she said, I took about 6,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you mine. <laughs> I asked her at the end of the week, I said, hey, I need you to do something really tough. She said, you're not going to ask me to speak or anything. And I said, no. I said, I just, I need you to send me your top 10 photos. And she said, I have 6,000. I said, I just, I just want your top 10. And I was wanting to share some of them with you today because I had those for my group. Um, one more photo I want to share. This is why we went. This is it. Um, I love you, April, from Valeria. She made that for April and April's a pirate there. April doesn't wear a pirate costume to church, but she was a pirate here. This is the impact that we made in the lives of people while we were there. My group made an impact. Kyle's group made an impact. 18 people in a foreign country because the strength is the same. Paul knew that his ministry and the ministry of the Philippian churches could share in the same strength, and we have access to the same strength. I'm going to show you one more story, and then I'm going to be done. I promise. I'm almost out of time. So we have this game that we play at my house. And we play it with Sophia because she's two. Um, Sophia weighs roughly, what do you think, Des? 20 pounds, 25, 25 pounds. So we have, a, we have a, hard, a high bar stool counter that it seats about four feet. So it's a little bit higher than this. And so in our kitchen, I, I put her on the bar, and I, I tell her to bring her toes all the way to the edge. And then I'll take a step back, and I'll say, jump. And she didn't want to do it at first, but she's, she's gotten better. We're teaching her how to be brave, and it's, it's fun because she's cute. She's 25 pounds, and she's there, and I say jump, and she just kind of falls, and she jumps, and we have a good time, and we make a big deal. Like, we celebrate, like, yes, way to go. You know, we make it a huge deal that she, she did it, and she jumped, and inevitably, after she does a couple jumps, Zoe will say, hey, Dad, can I jump? Yeah, baby, come on up here, jump. Zoe's seven, and she's, she's tall. Zoe probably weighs 40, 40 some pounds, and she'll get her toes to the edge, and she really jumps. Like, she'll bend her knees, and she'll jump, and I'll catch her. You know, it's, it's not as easy, but it is fun. You know, we'll celebrate, and we'll have a good time with that, and Zoe will do a few, and Soph will do a few, and Ethan's like, hey, Dad, can I jump? And I'm like, hey, man, you're, you're almost 10 years old, you know. I don't think this is a good idea. You know, Ethan weighs like 60-something pounds, and he jumps at me like a dart. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. And so he says, well, it's okay if you don't, you don't think you can catch me. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man, I can catch you, of course. That's just, you know, just warming up with the girls. You know, that's all there is to it. He's like, okay, cool, let's do it. And so he gets up there on the counter, and man, it's like a Mack truck coming right at you. And it's everything I can do to absorb as much of him as I can and not fall to the ground. Um, we have a good time with that. But I, I can tell you this truth is that I'm the same guy. I love all three of my kids equally, and I don't have any favorites. I love them all, and they're all different, and they're all unique. But my strength is not the same when I catch Sophia at two years old, as when I catch Ethan, who is almost 10 years old. I'm the same guy, they're the same kids, but my strength is not the same from kid to kid to kid. Do you understand what I mean? You have direct access to God the Father 
through the person of Jesus Christ, and he's not going to be tired when you fall on him, when you need him, when you lean on him, when he catches you. I am exhausted today. Okay, I got in the bed at like 11 last night, and I woke up wide awake at 2.30 a.m. because it is 8.30 a.m. in Madrid. Like, I, I don't even know what day it is, and I didn't want to come to church today. And Rob was texting me this morning and says, hey, praying for you as you preach today. And I'm like, oh, that's right, I preached today, you know? And I didn't even know what day it was when I got here because my strength today is not the same as it was last week and the week before that, and I'm tired. And I can imagine now all of Kyle's team is tired, and everyone that went with us is tired, and the jet lag is set again, and we're tired. My strength is not the same day to day and week to week and in the jumping illustration, kid to kid, but his strength is always the same. It's always the same. You're never going to come to him and say, hey, man, I just can't catch you today. I'm out of energy. I'm out of strength. I'm out of time. It doesn't happen because the struggle is the same and the striving is the same, but inevitably his strength is always the same. That's why God can do a work there just like God can do a work here and just like he can do a work inside of you because the struggle's the same and the striving's the same, but his strength is also the same. Let's pray this morning. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, we're going to open the invitation in just a moment. I'm going to say a word of prayer in just a moment, but let me just talk to you for a minute. Maybe you're here today, and you're in need of a little more strength. You've been running on your own time, on your own dime, on your own strength, and you are realizing this is not sustainable. I am not going to be able to make it long term. And I can tell you, you're right. Your marriage will not last this way. Your relationship with your kids won't last this way. Your relationship with your coworkers is not going to last this way. Perhaps you think everybody else has it figured out. Their lives are better than yours. I can tell you it's not true. Because their struggles are the same. They're dealing with some different stuff than you. But they're dealing with a lot of the same. The struggle's the same. The striving's the same. Oh my goodness, the striving. How many times do we just, we butt up against other people about other things that don't matter? In the grand scheme of eternity, who cares about most of it? The struggle is the same and the striving is the same. But I want to tell you today, the strength is the same. It was true for Paul and 2,000 years later, it's still true for you. Do you need a little dose of strength today? I could offer you mine, but it wouldn't be much different than yours because it fades over time. But his strength never does. He says, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My grace is sufficient because his strength is the same. Father, I love you. I'm thankful for the time we've been able to spend this morning in your word. Lord, we're thankful for these that went to Spain. We're praying for those who will go on future missions trips to have future impact. I pray for the missionaries and the teams that are still there serving, that you would empower them and embolden them to reach their community for the gospel and that here at home in our area, we can do the same. God, I'm so thankful that your strength is always the same. I pray that we would be a people who would be faithful to you and rely on your strength in our lives. We love you in Jesus' name, amen.